Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We're going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages four, two, and 10 months. And I'm Tara Lynn, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 10, eight, four, and two. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Hey everybody, it's Felicia. We are so excited to be here talking to you today about creating some peace in your day. But first we're going to start out with our face palm and our high five. And if you follow me on Instagram, you are going to laugh about this face palm that I have. So I have always been in the anti minivan club. I don't know (laughs) why this is a thing I have, but a lot of you express the same thing. But my face palm, and I'm just going to leave it at this, is Parker's convinced me to go test drive a minivan. I'm not making it, but just the fact that I'm going to go look at one is frightening in itself. And I feel like my identity is changing. (laughs) Okay. I love that. I have a bajillion friends though, who swear on minivans. I think once you go, you can't go back. I know. That's why I'm scared. I've never experienced it, but (laughs) I have driven in my friend's cars where they just push a button and everything opens. And there's a vacuum inside. (laughs) What? So my kids are so little and I think maybe I need it for this phase. I can just push a button, they climb in, vacuum up their crumbs, and I don't know, we'll see. My cool mom factor, I think, might go down. Why is it the Parker selling you on it, though? That's my question. He wants a van. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know yet. It's part of his identity. He wants to be the dad driving the minivan. I had a neighbor (laughs) in our last neighborhood who I love. He's great. But I will always remember him. He was We were, like, out with all of the little kids playing, and he's driving in his minivan with all the windows down, jamming <laughs> to this, like, I can't even remember, like, some hip music. And it was like, that is the dad life yep. right there, jamming yep. to cool music in your minivan. Yep. Well, all those of you out there with your minivans, I'm sure you're cheering. And, and you all have been sending me messages of why I should get one. So this is partly because of you. You're convincing me. Okay, you're changing our <laughs> lives. Okay. Well, let me know how it goes. I may or You can may come not. ride in it. <laughs> <laughs> I have like the most non-luxurious kid car ever, but I don't it's think I can car. ever trade it ever because no. I love it so much. <laughs> I have a Jeep, which if you ever have driven a Jeep, it's awesome. But I mean, like the kids can't even open the doors themselves. <laughs> it's like not, <laughs> not kid luxury, but it's okay. We can get, we can go in the mountains with it. So, all right. I love that face palm. My high five is about, um, something with my morning surprise surprise um but I'm really proud of myself for it. it's really changed my mornings for the better and that is I've read like a bajillion times that it's good to keep your phone with your alarm on it in the other like in another room while you sleep because it's like better for your brain waves or something I don't know I've read there's like research on it and then the other thing is you have to get up and actually walk into the other room to turn off your alarm when it goes off Well, I read that. I mean, I've read it multiple sources years ago, and I've never really done it. But the last six months, I've done that. I've just, I keep my phone charging in my master bath, and then I have to actually get up when my alarm goes off. And I cannot, it's been about six months. And I would say for the last month, 
for only the second time in my life, I am waking up before my alarm actually refreshed, which guys, I can't tell you how big of a deal this is for me because I am 33 and there literally, I can think of two times in my entire life where I've gotten to that point where I can actually wake up in my adult life. I mean, obviously when you're a little kid, I was well rested, but starting, I would say high school, college, heavens no, I was sleep deprived. I mean, I could fall asleep like in any second, like on the shuttle and fall asleep for like five minutes. It was ridiculous. I was so sleep deprived all the time because I couldn't, I'd have to do all my homework and I'd stay up playing (laughs) with friends, you know, in college, it's just terrible with sleep. But, and then I started, and then after grad school, I started having babies and when I'm pregnant, I'm super tired. And then when you have a newborn, super tired. So I had like one window of time. I have four kids. I had one window of time in like nine years where I wasn't either nursing or pregnant that I was well rested and the time has finally come again when I can actually say I'm well rested again anyway but I'm not well rested <laughs> no Felicia still has a little tiny baby so anyway so that's my I'm looking forward to this that's my high five for myself is that the keeping my phone in the other room has really helped me and I I've actually been waking up feeling refreshed because I'm getting and I'm getting a fair amount of sleep like seven or over I feel really good so anyway I'm really happy that that habit is and the great thing about it is every time I wake up and by the time I walk into the bathroom to turn off my alarm I'm like oh yeah this feels good it really makes a huge difference whereas if I just can roll over in my bed I have a higher temptation to snooze it and then I don't feel refreshed because snoozing does not make us feel refreshed at all no and yeah yeah um I love that so so that's my high five is cell phone in the other room and I finally come to the point of waking up refreshed in the morning and on that note I have been guys I've been like I can't get off my mind since I talked about my own morning routine which is the second episode and I just want to give a little disclaimer that I think as we talk about it I mean I think that there is power and you'll read if you read that book the miracle morning they'll say even if you're getting four hours of sleep you can just tell yourself that it's you're well rested. And to an extent, I kind of agree with that. But I also think, at least from my own experience, that there are times in your life where the self-care of sleep is just super important. And it's okay not to beat yourself up about it. So like for me, when I'm pregnant, um, I usually still do Miracle Morning. Even I'm like I'm way tired, but I can still go to bed early enough and I can still sleep enough that I feel fine waking up and doing a good morning routine. But it's still, you know, like my exercise is a lot more gentle and it's, I'm really like, I give myself a lot just of... Just holding the space for the habit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really is just giving myself a little, I do the meditation, all the other things. But then when I have a baby, for all of you like brand new baby parents out there, I don't even, for me, it is literally like I meditate while I'm nursing in the morning and then just try to wake up a few minutes before my kids get up enough to, you know, shower and feel good. For me, it's actually at that point, it's, I like to eat breakfast without them mm-hmm. because it makes me really cranky when I'm really hungry, which I am when I'm when first nursing a baby. Oh. And there's kids trying to eat too. It like really is a big thing for me because food, I like love food. And so, so really, it's really like meditating while I feed the baby, showering and just eating some food. So I just wanted to like put that out there that it isn't until for me, for my babies, it isn't until they give up that middle of the night feeding and wake up at their 530 feeding. Mm-hmm. Then I'm usually well rested enough. I can just get up for the day. And it's really a lovely way to get up because you wake up and you're like loving the baby and then you can just stay up for me. But, but I just want to put that out there. Give yourself a lot of grace 
when you're at a time in your life where you have um, your body, specifically if you just had a baby, or for you dads out there who are having a baby wake you up all through the night, um, it's okay to give yourself and, and choose it because you don't want to just say, I'm trying to do my morning routine and it's not working and you just feel guilty all the time. Just that's where like the six minute miracle morning is actually a lifesaver or yeah. just choose for me again. It's the meditation and prayer that really is like my the yeah, core of it. Every part part mm-hmm. if some work better for you. Yeah, that mm-hmm. part is huge for me. So I just cut it down to that for a few months. So I just want to say be deliberate about it. Give yourself a lot of grace. And and then just you bask in it when you finally are well rested again. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I agree. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about, that kind of goes along with what we're talking about, which is creating pockets of peace for yourself throughout the day. And this applies to parents who stay at home, um, people who aren't parents, or people who are parents but who work during the day. And we all have, I call it like, it feels like a squeeze, like it like kind of almost builds up as you go throughout the day. I have a good analogy that makes me think about this. Okay. Have you guys ever played old school Mario? Yes. Yes. When the screen's catching up with you yeah. in the back, oh. you're trying to, you have to keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. the screen is like uh-huh. pushing against yep. you. Yep. That's how I feel with the screen. Oh, I like, it's like that. forcing me. My day is like forcing me along and I'm not in control. Huh. I was picturing in Mario when you're like a big giant Mario and you get hit by something and it like and squeezes you down, you know? Yeah, that too. Okay, I like that. But the same concept is that I, I actually picture on me like a patient skin. Like I wake up, I do my stuff, I feel like I have a thick, I call it a patient skin. And then as I do stuff throughout the day, sometimes depending on the day, I feel like that skin just wears thinner and thinner and thinner. And then I get to a point where it's like, if one more person Sudden death. <laughs> does this, I am out. And I just feel it. And I can feel it like rising up in me. And I don't feel like I have that patient skin. I don't feel like I'm unruffled at all. My Janet Lansbury channeling has yeah. stopped. <laughs> yeah. And then that, and you know, it's like, oh my heavens, I have got to carve out some decompression time here because otherwise everybody's going to be paying for it, including Mm -hmm. myself and my kids. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be my best self. And I know from, I mean, I experienced this when I, when I was working outside the home and all my friends who have careers, I think everybody experiences this idea. You're doing stuff. People are asking stuff from you. It wears up and you can feel your emotions coming up. Your patient skin's wearing thin. The screen is catching up to you, and you have to find a way to decompress. What a lot of us do, and this is going to be a whole other episode, what a lot of people do is they just go straight into just wasting time, like surfing the internet or something. Because we can. We can numb it. Yeah. We can just numb it out, and that's not helpful. And again, we'll talk about that a whole other time. We're going to talk about just some really great ideas that have helped us to actually give you some pockets of peace. And my number one is just, um, this, this is just for kids because obviously our life is with kids. So my example here is with children, (laughs) but, um, is quiet. It's called quiet time and it is heaven sent. Mm. Probably one of my top favorite habits with my children next to what we just, our little morning essentials routine. And it is, I started with my baby as soon as she, my first baby, when she stopped taking naps because nap time was my quiet time. But when she stopped taking a nap, I just transitioned right into you still go into your room and you have to stay in there and just play. And I'm going to do my own thing and you're going to do your own thing. You can play with toys. She'd actually get to stay upstairs. She could play, you know, she could walk out of her room and like play with toys or whatever. But at first she'd just stay in her room the whole time. And now now that I have multiple children, they can, I actually don't care. There's no screen time for us in our quiet time. 
but um, they can just play whatever they want and just go into their imaginations, do what they can read books, whatever they want to do. But it is, it's like a, you do whatever you want because I have to do my own mm-hmm. stuff here. Mm-hmm. And when you start it like that, it actually has been a really great transition. I mean, I would when say... You start na- from skipping out naps? Yeah. Oh. It's like, and in fact, they almost mm-hmm. see like, a, a, it's like a treat. It's a treat. Like, oh, guess what? You don't have to go to sleep today mm-hmm. because obviously you don't maybe need it every day anymore. But you still go into your room and look at these, all these cool books you can play with. Mm-hmm. And they actually, yeah, they feel like it's a treat. And then as they get older, they actually look forward to it. My kids call it um, free play. They just get to, you know, play for free during quiet time. My so. oldest, he, <laughs> he's four. And he's, every single day he'll ask me when it's getting close, Mom, is it quiet time yet? Well, Mom, awesome. can you put the babies to sleep? <laughs> and you say he still takes naps sometimes. Sometimes, well, that's great. sometimes. Yep, he still falls asleep. And so it kind of gives them that option if they're mm-hmm. still their body's still needing it. Yeah, that's awesome. So I would say, I mean, it is, and I would say now for me, it's quiet time every day is probably, I don't know, an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Like I actually yeah. have to like move us on to the next activity because they get so into their playtime, which is awesome. Yeah. And if you're if you're working during the day, this can look like. I, luckily, if you're working during the day, you can take a little 15 minute of your own decompression time mm-hmm. whenever it works for you. Because 15, you know, five to 15 minutes is pretty doable for a lot of people. I've I've heard a lot of people say that a walk around their building is super helpful, or even just closing the office door and putting in your headphones and listening to like a a meditation or even just some calming music. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of things. It's different than I'm just gonna go waste some time like going and eating a candy bar or whatever yeah that's different than like i need some decompression time i'm going to go outside and take a walk around the building so you got to find what works for you but and giving yourself permission i know so Terlin's dad my father-in-law he's told me that he'll go out to his car and take a nap mm-hmm. sometimes during his lunch but i feel like i do feel like it's harder in our generation to give ourselves the permission to be still we have our email, we have everything right at our fingertips, and it's hard. Sometimes you feel that guilt of, what should I be doing? But to give yourself that permission for rest, sometimes, well, a lot of times when my kids do quiet time, I take a nap. I'm like, have fun, guys, oh. I'm napping. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like I'm just getting to the point now, and my baby's too, where I don't need that. Yeah. Can I just say something real quick about when you do work? Because I, I mean, I had a full-time job for years and years, even before I became a professor because that's I mean that's like you're teaching for just windows of time but before that I was just in an office all day and one time I would take naps because again this was actually during college when I was legitimately (laughs) sleep deprived so I would have a 15 minute break and I would literally I mean you'd only get actually 10 minutes of sleep but I would do that and one time I felt I like curled up under my desk so that (laughs) nobody could see me and like I was totally hidden and some people came by and started having a meeting during it (laughs) <laughs> that's why I couldn't climb out. I was like stuck. And you knew? I was like stuck under there. Oh well, I woke God. up because there's people there. Anyway, it was nobody ever found out. I'm just admitting this to you guys now. But so if you're funny. gonna take a little ten minute nap, be very careful about where you are. You it are worked every other place. time, but anyway, it was like, oh my heavens, it was. That. It would have been very embarrassing had I like climbed out from underneath the desk. Anyway, awesome. so yeah, find your thing. Find little pockets. If you need rest, rest.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you guys about our daily schedule, and I use that term very loosely. I have little kids. Nobody really has to be anywhere anytime of any day, (laughs) but um, sometimes we do have stuff to plan. So this is just a normal day. We're going to mostly be at home, and so I created in our house a little whiteboard, and I drew pictures of, for my boys, of things that we do every day and they're kind of set as non-negotiables so that we don't have any battles. So it helps us avoid any battles and then also it helps them know what's coming in their day. And I feel like it's been really helpful for them to have an idea of what comes next. And now they just know. But so this is how we create pockets of peace within that normal daily schedule. So the first one is obviously my miracle morning that helps me build up a lot of my patient's skin, as Terlyn would say. Um, and then when my kids wake up, if sometimes it's earlier than I would expect, um, they know that I'm going to finish my miracle morning. Mm-hmm. I greet them. I'm not like, go to your room. But they've gotten to a point where they know I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish getting ready for the day. And then I'll come in and Ooh. make you breakfast. And they've gotten really good at they'll play together you know they'll interact with my husband as he's getting ready for work but they're not demanding my time which wasn't always that right so they've they've gradually adapted to what I'll be doing so you're saying if your kids don't do that right now that there's hope yes totally (laughs) yeah so your your kids don't have to just automatically love Uh giving you space in the morning yep you can just let them learn to expect Mm -hmm. it acknowledge their emotions Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't like that when I first started doing Miracle Morning. They weren't as happy about it. So then we do breakfast. And then the next little pocket of peace, because mealtimes are not pockets of peace when you have little kids. <laughs> like a bomb went off. Um, is we do a tub after breakfast. We do it every single day. And I love it because I take the time. I don't know. I feel like I used to see the bath as a time where they were entertained by the water. Mm. And I would like hurry and text people back or get something done right near the tub, whatever it was. Bring something in to write my something down that I need to write down. But now I take it and I use it as a time to just be with them, but not entertaining them. Mm. So Because they love the tub. Just observing them. Observing them. And in... We will put a link to the book Simplicity Parenting, but it's one of my favorite general parenting books. And one of the things that the author Kim John Payne talks about is that concept of slowing down in those moments, Mm. uh, self-caregiving moments with your kids. Mm. Mm. And also, Magda Gerber? talks about this with diapering and so yes yes so caregiving moments as 
times to slow down where you can give your kids one-on-one attention, fill up their their buckets and things that you have to do anyways. Yes, because a lot of times we <clears throat> we hear about connection with kids and we think we have to carve out all this extra time to connect with them, which extra time is always great. Yeah. But Magda's whole thing is, and she's Janet Lansbury's mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who haven't heard of her, she has a really great book as well, but it's called Your Self-Confident Baby. Mm-hmm. And... The idea is we're already spending really in our lives thousands of hours caregiving as in changing diapers, feeding them, bathing them, just the things that we're doing anyways. So you might as well take those times as times of connection to be present, to talk to your baby as you change their diaper or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it goes so far into strengthening their relationship and really helping their development. But you're not doing anything extra. You're just choosing to be present with the things you already have to do. Yep. Which is... A really awesome concept because you're already doing it, you know? Yep, and you have to do it and you only have that moment. So if you're th- thinking about what you need to do next, you're not get- honoring that moment and giving them that attention. So I use tubs, their tub for that. <laughs> um, and in that tub time, I try to focus on my breath and, you know, just the whole concept of meditation of filling your breath. I try to, I, I don't bring my phone in when they're taking a bath, even in the vicinity of the bathroom, because it's so easy to just look at it, because like, well, this is boring. Um, and then after they take a tub, we get ready, and then we try to get outside. And that is a pocket of peace for me, because uh, it's easy for me to send my older kids outside to play, and then hurry and get something else done. Mm-hmm. But I feel so much better if I get outside, we... We used to go on walks, but with three kids, going on a walk is like... (laughs) You never get back. No. (laughs) We've left our bikes at our neighbor's house so many times because like, we can't make it back. Everybody save yourself. Yep. I'm sure when they get older, it'll be fun. But right now, it's like me pushing the giant stroller with all of their things piled on top while holding a baby. It's not good. So we just play on the driveway (laughs) or go to a park or something. And then we eat lunch. And I use that time after lunch to spend just a little bit of alone time with each kid. And that sounds fancy or hard, but it's not. It's literally as I put the two littler ones, so I have a baby and a two-year-old, down for their naps. The baby, I spend a little extra time just like snuggling him and singing him a couple songs before I lay him down. And then my two-year-old, I read him. He has this complex with reading books because the older one always gets to pick. So I read him just his books that he wants before he lays down for a nap. So it literally takes an extra under five minutes, but I feel like it's a nice little special time for them. And then, so all of these things, some of them, you know, having a little calming down meditation time in the tub, getting out for a walk. I'm still with my kids, but they're giving us both those releases um giving them extra one-on-one time so then later they'll allow that to me so they're slowing down moments for both of us but I feel like if I give them that attention they'll give it they'll give me more time when I need it if that makes sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so then we do quiet time glorious quiet time it's the best and then I won't go into that mine's pretty much the same as Terlin's and then after quiet time, once all my kids wake up, most every day we do a dance party. I wasn't joking. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was real. I love that. Yeah. 
And so we just turn on some music and my kids can just like go crazy and they love it and they just sprint around. I don't have a high tolerance for loud noise in my house generally. So like, and I have three boys, so they want to be loud a lot. And so I feel like this is a great, also in Simplicity Parenting, he talks about pressure valves, a great release of pressure for my kids just to go crazy oh i love it so i'm gonna incorporate that i thought you were just joking no it's real (laughs) i love dance parties but i can't say i have one every day yeah i'm gonna have to start doing that yeah that's awesome um and then after we do that i also another thing i don't do (laughs) i don't play with my kids in the traditional sense of i don't play toys with my kids or really like build legos like playing in their world. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I'll play, go outside and shoot hoops with them or go on a walk or, you know, do some sort of learning activity with them. But I don't really love that part of it. Yeah. As you much. don't go into the imaginary, like, yeah. you're yeah. fighting them with a Lego yes. character. Yeah. Yes. And so I noticed that my four year old, being the oldest, he was craving that. And he, he wouldn't request it on days that he got to play with older kids, but he was craving somebody to play to the next level with that the two-year-old brother wasn't quite giving him and so he's asking me and I was just like oh please no and so I decided every day I'm just gonna do it for like 10 minutes and see if it meets that need and it has and although I'm like so sick of being Optimus Prime battling some (laughs) dinosaur it he's over it so quickly it just like meets that need so i carve out that little window he knows he comes up with this elaborate game he wants to play and it's great so i do a little play time with him cute i love that it's yeah it's become fun even though not fun (laughs) and then after this so this is what it all leads up to we've had those pressure valves then when i prep dinner and it's not perfect every day and it's like the miracle morning in that it's something that they've gotten used to but You know, sometimes I'll include them in a little prep, but for the most part, they play, and I get a lot of questions of, how do you listen to so many books? Two secrets. One, the wireless headphone. Yes. Everyone needs it. We'll put actually the link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put a link. It's called Focus Power 10. mm -hmm. It's amazing. You need it. Amazon. (laughs) So I put my little headphone in, and while I prep dinner, I listen to whatever book. Usually, it's not like a self-help book it's more of an enjoyable book while I prep dinner and they are just playing and that took a while for that routine to happen but now pretty they don't bug me a ton while I'm prepping dinner Hmm. and I've created that pocket of peace for myself a little enjoyable time excellent so that's a breakdown of an ideal day again that is not every day but that is our ideal day so that sounds so peaceful I have older children, and I don't feel like my day's quite as... They're talking to you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Cohen's just starting that, and wow, it's a lot of talking. And in a lot of ways, the older kids are wonderful, and they actually give each other that playtime and all that kind of thing. So I'm not saying it's worse at all, but... Every phase has its challenges. It just sounds so like, oh, that sounds so lovely. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I love it. We had a question from... uh, his name's Scott. I don't know if his last name is Coop, but anyway, that's the username on iTunes, Scott Coop. And if you guys ever have questions for us, if you leave us a question on our podcast, like you review the podcast and then you write a comment and put a question there, 
we see all of those. So um, Scott asked, he wanted to see what you do when your family is struggling to adjust to, to new routines. And this is a perfect place for that because... There always will be the struggle. Because we've talked about how to incorporate, say, quiet time. And I've actually had several people ask me, how do you do quiet time? Like, I can't even imagine my kids taking two hours in the afternoon to themselves. Like, that blows my mind. And I do think it's an easy transition when you go from baby, just the nap, into it. But the question is, well, what if I, what if I haven't done that? What if I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and not, neither of them are taking naps? What do I do now? And so this is a great time to talk about that. Anytime you're implementing new routines or any of the morning stuff we've talked about, how can you help your kids with that? And my only piece of advice is it's always good to explain to your kids when you're making a change and on their age level of appropriateness, obviously, um, you tell them why, give them the reason behind it. And then, but, but an important thing I would say is you don't have to keep explaining that over and over and over. Once you say it, say for example, once you set a limit around quiet time, we're going to take some time and obviously you're not going to start out with two hours. My kids just are now at the point where they can play for that long by themselves. But say if it's just a half an hour, I usually actually set a timer for a half an hour. They each got their own little cute, like, I mean like the kitchen timers that are like $5 and the timer was set for a half an hour when they were really little. And um, say, I'm going to set this timer and you're going to have this amount of time and it's all to yourself, which is so awesome. And you're going to have, um, you know, these, these books are right here or you can play with these toys, but I'm going to go in this room over here and I, you know, I need you to stay here for that amount of time. When my kids were, when my first kids were really little, again, I don't even have to deal with it now with my younger ones because they just do it. But, um, my older ones, I would say, if you come into this area, you know, like you have to stay in this quiet time area. <laughs> if you come down into my room, then I'm going to put you back in your room. You know, like I'll just keep mm -hmm. putting you back. So they know if I leave before the time comes off, I'm just going to be put back. But then the idea is then you do have to set up space for them to be not happy about it. You like, you can't be mad at them if they're going to keep trying to come out or whatever, because it's a new thing for them and it's going to take some time. So I would say set the limit, explain it once. You don't have to keep explaining it though. I think a lot of us get in a loop of, we have to feel like we have to keep explaining why we're saying explain no to something. More and more. Yeah. You can just explain it once and then just say, okay, we're going to go back into this. And, and, uh, with morning routines, Scott had asked this question after we talked about morning routines. I would say same thing there. Say the explanation and then, um, or your essentials list, I think is the one he asked it on. So we're going to do this as a family every day. And if they give kickback on it, which they will because they're kids, even my kids do. I mean, they're used to our essentials. There's still times. It's actually the thing we do before we go to bed that they actually usually give us kickback on. But um, <laughs> we like read our scriptures and say our prayers and do this little thing. And half the time the boys are like, laying on their backs, <laughs> kicking around, and we just still do it and do our best and just move forward. So you still just set the time around. You set your expectations. But then for me, it's just a matter of being okay with them. Feel, you know, they sometimes will do good at it and they sometimes won't. But it's really just being giving them some grace on totally. it. You know, anyway, that's my advice. Set it, explain it once, and then be okay with them taking some time to adjust to it and not doing it perfectly all the time. I love that. And I, I love that someone asked that question. Yeah, so if you leave us a review and leave a question there, that's probably the best place for us to keep track of them. All right, let's find the magic.
brown cows. 